we get frustrated when we make rubbish. We might be able to intellectually understand that that might be part of the journey or discovering something new, but it's still frustrating. everybody and welcome to episode 157 of Art Juices' honest, generous and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me Louise Fletcher and me Alice Sheridan. This week's topic is inspired by a conversation in a Facebook group and it's all about what do you do when you do, you can't make art, you don't feel like making art, what do you do, do we ever experience it, what do we do, we're just going to have a general chat about this feeling of blah, that's a very cheery topic isn't it, I've just made it sound great, we're just going to have a conversation about blah, <laughs> but before we talk about blah, um, what have you been up to, Alice? Uh, I have been finishing edges, um, which I really like. I'm waiting for varnish to arrive. Um, I had a big studio tidy up. So the studio is kind of, I don't want to take everything off the walls because I've still got to varnish them. But um, uh, I had a big studio clear up. And do you remember that time with Cardi paper a, few, mm -hmm. a while ago? I thought, <laughs> guess what I'll do? <laughs> Get that out again. Uh, <laughs> have another play with that because I hated it so much here we go let's do it again um so I kind of thought well let, let's have a go with this again knowing what I felt difficult about it last time so anticipating if you like some of the things that I've found frustrating before and accepting that they're just going to be part of it this time let's just play and see what happens and actually try to use those a little bit to my advantage so the texture of the paper I've been almost kind of uh partially I think I gessoed them all last time but this time I partially gessoed them so that it absorbs the following layers of um, paint a little bit differently and I've been thinking about um, using much uh, larger areas of of paint and color and they're all just kind of at first stages but actually I really enjoyed it um, so those and then um, the little tiny mini ones that I work on at home they're kind of progressing quite nicely you know when you just get to that stage where you just feel again a little bit maybe like what we're going to talk about they're in a state of there and then all of a sudden they get to a stage where you think oh oh yeah there's something maybe ha happening here. Um, so that's quite nice. And looking at it from the other side of the room, the ones you can see in the background are the ones that aren't working. But the ones that are, are working, they just have quite a nice sense of light within them. And what, But what I notice is that with smaller works, I tend to feel like I have to give them more of a hook, like I have to make more of a landscape association for them to feel relevant. And I think that's a really interesting thing to play with. So I'm trying to push against that a little bit, but it still keeps popping back up again. So that's what I've been doing. It's funny because I find in the small ones, I seem to be able to be more abstract. Right. The large ones, I seem to go towards landscape. Yeah. Isn't it funny Different. where we get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, the beginning of the week, um, I've written on my notes, taxes, yay. We don't got them to, done. We don't often say yay, but I got my American taxes done and they Good. were a real pain this year for various reasons. But I managed to get all my accounts done and get them uploaded into the American tax accountant system because it's too complicated to do myself for, uh, being an um, American citizen living abroad. It's quite complicated. So there are firms who help you with that. 
So that's all uploaded for them. And she's going to get back to me in a few weeks, she said. So I know I've got the piece of not getting any questions back in the next few days, which is nice. <laughs> We've spoken about that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been varnishing. So yeah. I've had to buy my varnish in very small tubs because yeah. that's all I could get. I know I noticed you said waiting for varnish. So I bought small tubs so I could get on with it because... The exhibition starts at the end of May, but at that point, I'll be really involved in getting my course ready. So I want these varnished and framed and packed away by the end of, well, certainly by the end of April, but I'd love it by the end of this month, and then I can just forget them. So I've been varnishing, so there are paintings everywhere at the moment. And then in between that, because I do find that very boring, I don't enjoy it. So I'm working still on my collage experiments and I am really in a stage of having no idea what I'm doing, as I've said before. So it's good for this week's topic, really. Um, I've got some big pieces where I'm layering collage on that's very meaningful collage to me. And then I'm having to brave myself and cover it over and send it back and lose parts and all of that because I don't really know where it's going and I don't want to push it and find out too soon. Um, and also working on making collage papers. I like making my own papers and just different ways of doing that. And I spent a day with a jelly plate and that, that was really cool because it kind of the without me trying the experiments morphed into something that that felt quite meaningful mm. without me being aware of that change happening so that was good um, but it's all very I'm kind of a finished one set of work I'm in admin I've got admin going on and I've got other paintings going but not really ones that I consider part of any series or they're kind of pre-paintings that's what I'm thinking mm -hmm. of them do you know what I mean they're mm -hmm. just like your mint you're playing on the pieces of paper I'm really doing that on these big panels but I'm not looking for them to become anything at the moment um that's the ben the beauty of wood isn't it you can always send it all the way back if you need to and start again so I never feel like that with canvas because it starts to get built up and I can't, I don't like a really bumpy surface. I have to get it smooth again. Right. So, yeah, so I'm just in the middle of no man's land at the moment with my work, but that's fine. I've just finished a big series of paintings. I'm okay with that. I think what's interesting about that and with the collage things, I saw your, uh, was it, I can't remember if it was a video or stories or a set of posts on Instagram, but it was, you know, I started doing this without the intention but then when it started to crystallize a little bit, you were like, oh, 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 yeah. there's a the thing. Like yeah. there's the idea that I had. And it started off being quite general and it gradually became like it was going to be, it was more specific about shapes of the rocks and things. Yeah. But you hadn't set out going, oh, this is what I'm going to explore, but you recognize it when it comes up. And I think that's the skill, isn't it really? Yeah, because my thought was, oh, let's cut a stencil oh, let's cut a stencil with some unusual type shapes, not circles or anything. So then I just made the shapes. And when I printed, it's like, oh, it looks like a dry stone wall, which mm. obviously surrounds me everywhere I go. Um, but it was just so funny to see it there in front of you. Like, I didn't think about that. And then then I tried to make a stencil of a dry stone wall. And that was awful. Because yeah. it was like, oh, no, that's too... <laughs> 
It's too forced. It's funny, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a perfect segue into our main topic. And this main topic was inspired by a conversation in Alice's Facebook group for her Connected Artists Club. Somebody posted about being stuck and used a phrase that we both love. I am in the desert of blah. Um, and this person says that she loves to paint. I'm mean, actually, I'm not sure if it's a she or a he, but they love to paint. And for a few weeks, mostly unable have been mostly unable to make themselves paint then when they do paint they don't like what they see and they say that intellectually they know they should just go and paint anyway because that's how it all comes but it's not fun they're not enjoying it so they don't so there they get stuck waiting in the desert of blah um, and there were some great comments in response. There's 42 quite thoughtful mm. comments in response. And this is but, only yesterday night as well. I saw this. Wow. And I saw this and I, and I messaged you and I said, you know, what to do when you when you feel you can't make art? And you said, I never really feel I can't make art, but sometimes I feel I can't make anything good. Yes. <laughs> which is another another component of this. But I think what's interesting is I woke up this morning to, you know, to go back to have a look to see what everybody else said in response to this to see if, you know, if this is touching a nerve with people. And yeah, it really, it really is. So I think it's a good topic to talk about today. It is. I mean, I very much have this like Puritan work ethic idea of just keeping showing up. And I, I said to you before we started, well, you don't say I don't feel like being an accountant today, so I'm not going to go to work. You just go do it. Yeah. However, I'm very aware that creative professions are not the same as uh, yeah. being an accountant. So but but I still have that mental mindset of, well, I don't get to just sit around and say I don't like it. I have to go do something. But because I have that mindset, what happens is I will make rubbish for quite a while because I'm in the same position as this person. It's just that I'm showing up, but nothing good comes out. So that's what I meant by my message to you. So there's, a, I mean, there's something in that, isn't there? One is that you're okay with making rubbish for a while, whereas this person and I think a lot of us actually we get frustrated when we make rubbish and even even again we might be able to intellectually understand that that might be part of the journey or discovering something new but it's still frustrating and it's not a comfortable place to be and it's therefore not inspiring we don't want to like go oh well, let's go racing back to that place like I was the other day where I made a whole load of stuff I didn't like you know I and I think I've also struggled with this thought that maybe particularly actually because I know that this is your approach which is well you just show up and do it that if I feel like I don't want to do that that means it's not as important to me or therefore I'm not as committed if yeah. that's not the way I approach it because it isn't sometimes it is sometimes it is and I think we do have to go as you say um okay I'm not feeling a massive creative spark but I know from experience that if I turn up and do it something will arise and then I'll end up feeling better and that's what we're looking for it's not necessarily an outcome but then I'll feel better but I think also there is a time to go 
step away step away I definitely think there is if it makes you unhappy yeah and 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 so when I say this god I don't want anyone to think oh that means that you know I'm less committed than her because I don't think that at all I just think you just said something which is exactly my thought process I don't feel like doing this I feel maybe I feel depressed maybe I feel fed up with life maybe it's too many things going on in my head I don't feel like this but I know it's a bit like you thinking about running and I Mm. know when I go in there Mm. I'm going to feel better afterwards so it's my cure for myself uh, just like what happened with the rocks and the, the 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 working with the jelly plate the other day felt pointless at first I was just making yeah. these sheets of tissue paper that meant nothing but as it got going and I got to start enjoying myself and, and then something happened and then it got exciting and then I didn't want to stop even though I wasn't making art I didn't come out with anything really at the end of it except some papers and maybe an idea but it's that self um self-care thing some people say oh I just I like to lay on the sofa and watch Netflix and have a break but I genuinely don't find that enjoyable in the daytime I find that quite stressful because like okay this doesn't feel good but but if I go play around with my paint it does and you're right I don't feel bad when what I'm making doesn't look good probably if I was doing it for a year and nothing good happened but I, I just, I find it quite, this sounds really Pollyanna, but I think, <laughs> I think this is exciting. Like this big panel I've got on the wall, which is just going in a million different directions and never finding its way. It's exciting to me because I wonder what it will be. I yeah. wonder what it will be in the end, because it will be something. And I don't know yet. And I like that part of not knowing but I do think, but I don't think, please let me say again, <laughs> that people who don't want to do that are less committed or it's less important to them. I just think we're all so different. I think you make a very good point about, in terms of motivation, this sense of knowing is not necessarily what feels all right at the time, but how you're going to feel about it afterwards. Um, and certainly if we go back to the running you know not every run is a good sometimes I'm in the middle of it and I'm thinking this is good I quite like this or I'm quite surprised sometimes I think this is really hard today like my legs feel like I am dragging tree trunks behind me this is really hard but I do I do always feel better afterwards whereas you're right the Netflix thing or eating an entire bag of donuts like it might feel good in the moment we never feel good afterwards, do we? <laughs> even at, even one donut which I ate yesterday, and and really enjoyed, and immediately did not enjoy after I'd finished it. Oh, immediately so wished I hadn't eaten it. <laughs> like... So the, there's two things here, isn't there? There's the getting motivated when you're not feeling in the mood for it, like. Do do you what do you need to do in order to re-energize that? You know, how hard is that for you? Is it a case of going and doing something else? And I, I said in reply, um, you know, I remember when the kids first went to school. Let me just see if I can find what I said. Um, 
I said, I think we just, in inverted commas, need to feel fresh again. We're maybe bored with ourselves, question mark. I have a whole lot of, I can't be an artist if I feel like this, because surely art should be the solution. But Lee Krasner had a nine-year try spell. How long is a few weeks, really? Tell yourself you're not allowed to paint. Do something else. Go shopping. Redecorate a room. Clear out a cupboard. Go to the garden centre. Plant some things. Browse a bookshops. Lie on the sofa reading, drinking pina colada. That may or may not be one of those things you feel better afterwards. <laughs> but the, the rebel in me likes that approach, you see. Get on the train and go somewhere you've never been just for the hell of it. That's what I often do. Because for me, so much it's about exposing myself to new things. Um, invite friends for dinner find something that nobody else has ever eaten before when my kids first went to school my mum said do nothing don't fill your time with everything you think you should be doing have a bath in the middle of the day put your pajamas on go back to bed and soon enough you'll feel like you want to do something until then maybe you need to rest and I, I just I'm just very conscious that my natural approach to a lot of things is to to do what you're saying I suppose to turn up to do to do more to get the ball rolling and see what happens but I'm also conscious that in the past sometimes that doesn't allow the room for something new to come in it doesn't allow the room for pause and so I'm just playing much more at the moment with saying the pause is part of this don't be hard on yourself for it because what often I find then is you have a frustrated sense of pause and an irritation with yourself, perhaps, maybe this is just me. Um, but often what happens when I really sink into it is then something will come in a flash and I'm off and running. And that feels easier than going through the, I'm working, I don't like it, I don't like it, maybe something will come, sometimes. Yeah. So it's just a different I way back. It, I think it, one thing I want to say about what I'm describing is it can sound very virtuous, right? Mm. Well, I, I don't like lying around in my pajamas. I don't like, I really don't like it. So I'm being very selfish and mm. self-care-ish when I say what I do yeah. do to make myself feel better. Yeah. I, something in me, and it's probably something I should work on, but I can't get around it is I don't like wasting time and it's got strongest as I get older. It, uh, definitely in the last few years there's a kind of I'm not happy if I'm doing that so I'm not trying to make myself into I spent two hours last night laying on the sofa watching a tv show about old pensioners making a rock band so I'm not virtuous <laughs> it's just I couldn't do that during the day I wouldn't enjoy it yeah so I'm doing what I enjoy and I think we're saying the same thing yeah it's do what you enjoy and the one thing I would say about just turning up is sometimes what I see with people is the reason they're stuck and I don't think no if that's the case here but how can I put this sometimes you're turning up and you're making the paintings or the art that you think you should be making and that's become like you said either boring or unsatisfying or it's never what you really wanted to be doing mm if you were to really let yourself do what you wanted to do without mm. regard for what anyone else would think, sometimes that's the spark. Mm. And because I see that with the people who take my course, they've maybe not painted for years. And it's just because 
their idea of painting is to do something they really don't enjoy. So it feels like a job, like doing your taxes. So you put it off. I don't think that's the case here because this person said they love painting, but it is possible that sometimes the procrastination is because we're doing what we feel either clients want to buy if we do commissions or we think that's what we'll get into exhibitions or it's what we've always done and it's been successful, but it's not feeling good anymore. And what would really feel good is, I don't know, to take a big piece of charcoal and scribble all over a big piece of paper or whatever it would be. But we don't feel like that's a worthwhile way to spend our time. So we don't do that. And, and I just think often what comes out of that really playing, and I know people hate that word, but what comes out of it is like what happened to me the other day. Yeah, It, it can just spark something. So while you think this feels like a big waste of time, maybe some people feel about playing in the studio like I feel about Netflix in the afternoon. Maybe they feel like this is just wasting time when I could be doing something productive. But it's I think about that's that. part of the problem. Yeah, it's about that race to the end result again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or feeling like it's like it's about an end result or impatience with ourselves that we're not getting somewhere quickly enough. I know that I certainly, um, I was going to say have, it might be had, had a habit of starting something and giving up on it too soon like when you hit the uncomfortable patch with something or that frustration or that gap between consciously what you want to create and what you're capable of doing at the moment stopping too soon because I know it's going to be difficult and I know it's going to take more out of me than than I can give than I want to give, that I'm honestly interested in giving. And I think trying to understand what that is for you is quite important because either you're recognizing, okay, that there is a discomfort here that I just need to like go with. I just need to just carry on doing this and accept that at the moment, I don't know what it is, but there might be something on the other side of it. But sometimes it is, like you say, you, you're going in the wrong direction and it's trying to, like the, the, the frustration and the irritation is trying to tell you, this isn't, this isn't it for you. This isn't it. You know, to, that, I think partly that's where for me, this do something that is not art related um, gives me the space to, for some other seemingly random idea to kind of ping up and go well how about this instead but I think you can find it in the studio as well you know ditch your regular materials you know do something on a totally different scale or with different materials and yeah it's going to look awful yeah it's going to be not the right thing but but whatever you pick there's probably something in there that is that is a nugget for you but I also think that we do just go through sometimes we do just have this phase and I think that this is you know I spoke about it last week in a way I feel like I've been you know in this phase for a long time and I have made art in that time and I have made finished paintings that I'm happy with in that time but things haven't felt settled and I just wonder maybe if that is what's going on for a lot Mm -hmm. of people at the moment like we are not settled we have had a long time of not feeling settled and now there's another big thing and on top of all that we have all the everyday stuff so I've had my dad with a cataract operation I've had uh my son calling up with um 
wisdom teeth issues that need emergency treatment in a different city had to suddenly go to the dog's vets yesterday because the dog's got conjunctivitis and you know all of this stuff is still happening on top of us wanting to show up and be the best artist that we can be which can be a big bloody pressure on its own let alone yeah. without everything else that's going on I think that's the part isn't it it's so for me this last year has been probably the worst of my life I would think yeah um but the but I'm not I, I'm not thinking I want to be the best artist I can be at the moment because I don't think yeah. that's attainable yep at the moment so what I'm thinking is how can I feel better how yeah. I can feel better for some reason I keep trying with my meditation sometimes it makes me feel better a lot of times it doesn't just makes me feel like why am I sitting here I could be doing something that's just my problem I've got to get over um you know various things sometimes therapy is okay it can help you know talking to someone else but it it doesn't maybe I haven't found the right person but that doesn't seem so but what always 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 helps me is having paint all over my hands and so the fact, as I've said, that this thing looks like a big mystery to me. And it's funny when Tracy came to visit my community manager last week, she looked at, I've got two of these collaged things that are made out of all my personal history and then sanded and painted. And she saw one, which I dumped in the store place because it, it just was going nowhere. And one that I felt like was maybe going somewhere. And she was like, well, this one that's in the storage is done this is brilliant. I love it. It's really meaningful. And I can, and I was looking at it thinking, no, it's not. And the other one, she wasn't that keen on, oh no, that needs pushing a lot further. I think we were just, you know, she wasn't telling me what to do, but discussing, yeah, I can see why you're not happy with that one, but this one, this is done. And I was like, really? And the reason I can't see that is because it's not done for me because the, what it's all about hasn't really crystallized properly. Yeah. So I can't know if I'm done because I'm not really sure what I'm, where I'm going, but that feeling, this is a long way around of saying that feeling of not knowing where I'm going. I think you're right. That's the key as to why it never frustrates me because I don't care about that. For me, I've learned that the journey is the best part. I used to think it was getting things in shows or selling things. And now I find that bit kind of an afterthought. Even the paintings that are done and I'm varnishing now, I think, oh, wow, I made that. Yeah, I really like that. But, you know, finished, overdone, mentally it's gone. I I'm more interested in this big ugly thing on the wall, which I don't know what it is, but I can't wait to just put another layer on and see if something happens. Um, so it's that. It's that, and that's what I, that's why I suppose I designed the course I did. That's why I teach people what I try to teach people is if you can let go of that expectation or attachment to a result, really good things happen and you feel really good while you're making the art. If you're all, if you're got any attachment to a result, expectations ruin everything, I think. And I, I'm trying to teach myself. I'm trying to take the lesson from my studio and put it into life. Because wouldn't that be fantastic if we managed to go through life without expectations of other people or things happening? If we didn't expect that the dog wouldn't suddenly need to go to the vet. And if we didn't expect that these, you know, and then we get upset when it happens. 
I just think it would be amazing if I could do this in life instead of in painting. And I think that's why the the two things for me so often go hand in hand. Learning one thing feeds into another. And I think if again, when all that stuff comes up, if you end up feeling frustrated by it, it's annoying. So, you know, I've got to let, you know, there has to be space for all of that stuff. And yeah. if that means that I can't, I don't turn up for painting as often, sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Um, well, and that is the key, Alice, that you just said, what, that you gave that fantastic list of things that people could do to step away. And we haven't really focused enough on that, I don't think. But it's self-acceptance that you are not the kind of person who just goes every day and waits for something to happen. That's not your creative process. Your creative process is to have bursts of creativity and then times when you need to refill and you refill by doing whatever it is I'm saying you mm. meaning people listening you refill in a million different ways mm. it's the self-acceptance to not keep beating ourselves up that I'm not doing it the right way that mm. there's a right way to be an artist and I'm not doing it because I like to watch Netflix in the afternoon sometimes or go for a run instead of painting and that's just not true I think as well it's associated like like you say it's associated with this notion that we've got that there is a right way to be doing it and we talked about this it's funny in the co-create call today somebody uh, earlier this week somebody said you know we were talking about the right way to launch things and somebody that's got a you know an artist blueprint way to six figures or some such bullshit sorry but it is <laughs> um because the point is there isn't one way like there might that might have been something that worked for one person yes but there isn't one way and you've you've got to find your way and there are things that you can learn and try and experiment with and try on and decide if you're going to keep them or even listen to the sound of them and go, no, that is not for me. I don't want to do that. Or that sounds interesting. I'll give it a go. Will it work the first time? Maybe, maybe not. If it didn't work, is there something I could do better with it? Try it again next time. I know a little bit more than I did before. That's the process. That's the way of doing it. So I think it's, again, it's just idea that there is perhaps a, a, a fixed solution or a one way out. And I just find it so much that it's getting easier when I allow for the fact that at, at any point I have a, an array of choices in front of me. Like, back to the food here, got it on my mind, but like going back into a sweet shop, you know, one of those old sweet shops where they've got all the sweets in jars and you can just pick whichever one feels right for today. And it's not about finding the one process or the one option yeah. or the one route or the one way of doing things. What, what is it today that's going to feel okay and just be all right with that? And why do we think, why do we look at strangers who we don't know anything about and think, oh, they're doing that, so that must be the right way? We yeah. don't know anything about them. They could be a complete excuse me but they could be a complete fuck up everything about their lives could be messed up they could have ruined everything and you're looking at them saying oh but they do it that way so that's right it's ridiculous but we all do it we all yeah. look at strangers and give their way of doing it more credence than our own way which and I think our bodies our minds tell us 
when we're doing it wrong. So they say that mental pain is a sign that you are not aligned with where you really should be. That's why you're feeling that pain. And in this instance, it feels like that person's stuckness is telling them you're not doing this the right way for you mm-hmm. in some way. You've somehow misaligned yourself with what works for you, which we all do in all walks of life all the time. But we don't give any credence to that either. Instead, we think, oh, no, now I can't paint. So I'm getting this wrong. And now, you know, it, it'd be so nice if we could sit back and trust ourselves and say, oh, interesting. I don't feel like painting at the moment. So <laughs> I won't. And then I'll see what happens. Yeah. But there's a panic to it, isn't there? I can understand that. The panic would be if I stop, I might never start again. I might just. All sorts of things. If I stop, I might never start again. If I stop, I'll never get better. If I stop, that means I'm not serious. That means I'm not committed. What does that, you know, all sorts of things. And I think that that's where journaling comes into it. um, Because it does kind of bring some of these things to light if you want to go down that route of looking at it a bit deeper but you know there are also just some other nice uh, really nice suggestions that are a little bit more surface led like for me col- just keeping it color has gone back in um somebody here has said just doing different materials usually when I get like that it's because I'm not excited about my process anymore and then I just have to shake it up somebody who said have a rant write in your sketchbook write it all down and then paint and collage right over the top of it using colors you love so you're kind of getting it out and adding to it um yeah lots of people say yeah we recognize this it feels desperate this place um one of my favorites is to make something really shit on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to make the worst thing I can make. I'm going to make the ugliest colors. I'm going to do the worst marks and you get really into it. And, and often it sparks something that actually turns into a painting because you're not trying anymore. And I think as, as well as that is maybe doing something that is just very different. Maybe even if it's not as, as, as set out as like doing something that's deliberately bad again it, this is one of those things isn't it pick your point along this line but doing something that just is very very different from what you do because you're just releasing that attachment to what the outcome is yeah you know using different marks using different size brushes using different colors that you don't like you know that that used to be how I started every painting that I did deliberately choosing colors I don't like because then you've got to do something next yeah so <laughs> yeah I mean you know all sorts but it's just so nice to see everybody actually kind of pile in with suggestions and we all just love this phrase I feel your desert of blah I feel your desert of blah and I raise you (laughs) and I raise you a barren dune here we go you know but very very slowly I think what everybody's almost saying is that we've all been in this patch and then you do feel the spark rekindling it does come back it does I think people can feel like this often um so yeah that's it so to wrap up this week Alice what's inspired you well I had um, a lovely trip out with my daughter on Sunday um when we were we went to Zumba then we went to the pancake place and ate lots of pancakes (laughs) 
<laughs> and then, but then when we were on the way there, we'd seen a poster for medicine exhibition at the Science Museum in London. I haven't been to the Science Museum for a very long time. And she said, oh, that looks cool. Some really annoying rigmarole where you have to book now even for free tickets and then the online system wasn't work so it took half an hour of hanging on the phone and oh which is just super tedious but once we got there we thought it was just one room so we spent an hour and a half in this one room looking at everything from uh, imaging of the body all the way through from early dissections to MRI Honestly, we looked at everything obsessively in one detail. And then we realized that there were two more rooms and we better speed the hell up. Otherwise, we'd never get out of there. But it was it was a really well, it's a new permanent display. Um, but I mean, so well put together. Really, really interesting. If you've got anybody who's interested in that kind of stuff. So it's everything about medicine from testing and measuring and all sorts of things. But a couple of little things that really stood out. Um, one is, did you know that pre-pregnancy tests, what they used to do was take the urine of pregnant women and inject it into a particular type of toad, which then laid eggs so in the 1930s, they had thousands of these toads in hospitals for, the situ for certain situations where women needed to know if they were pregnant before normally it would be confirmed. How does anybody find that? You know, I, I mean, without the kind also, of... Also, poor toads. Exactly. I'm the, sorry, but toad liberation. Yeah, toad liberation. <laughs> Um, but without that, maybe you don't get to whatever stage comes next. But yeah, there's something quite in that. But how does anybody discover that? And then um, they have this incredible thing about keyhole surgery. And there is a new thing called an eye knife, which is a combination of basically somebody assessed that you could tell from the smoke from cutting and cauterizing whether you can analyze the smoke and tell whether it's a healthy cell or a cancerous cell. And this is absolutely going to revolutionize keyhole cancer surgery for breast cancer and all sorts of yeah. things because they know what they're actually taking out. But what's interesting about both of those for me is that, you know, those are two different components and elements and things that somebody already knows about. And then they're put together and it creates something new. And it's that space where creativity lives in science. Yeah that we take for granted in our life. And somehow I think creatively, we, we put creativity in a separate bubble and science in a separate bubble. And um, so apart from just being a very beautifully put together um, exhibition, it was just quite exciting and inspiring, really enjoyed it. What about you? Well, mine's a lot less pedestrian because I didn't actually go anywhere for mine, but mine is what I alluded to earlier. It's this show and sorry, everyone, because it's on BBC. So if you're not in the UK, this won't probably be available for you, but it's a show called Rock Till We Drop. Um, and it's Martin Kemp from Spandau Ballet <laughs> and a young woman who I'm afraid I don't know, a young rapper, very beautiful young woman, but I don't know who she is, but they they are mentoring two pop groups through to to an appearance at the Isle of Wight Festival, two pop groups that have never met each other before. So it all sounds very boring reality TV. But the, the twist is the the people in the bands have to be over 64 years old and they've actually gone for mostly over 70s and 80s. 
and they audition people they've put these bands together and now they're rehearsing and um things are some people aren't working out some people are you know it's just one and the my favorite was the 95 year old drummer who um had to quit after the first day because he was so exhausted and he was saying I'm so sorry for letting everyone down but I've just realized I can't do this anymore but what I love about it and why I find it inspiring is Martin Kemp said um, that one of the things he liked about the idea was he feels like there's sliding door moments in your life where a musician went through a different door than he did and ended up instead of being in a successful pop band they ended up jobbing musicians or maybe even giving it up altogether and they still have all this talent and they're old now but they still can play and they still have they love music and he wanted to give those people another a chance to go out onto a big stage at a rock festival and play in front of people and it's it's just lovely it's lovely to watch them mentoring the people there's a lovely headmistress who's in her 80s, ex-headmistress who plays bass, and she's keeping everyone together and in, <laughs> in time. And it's really, really sweet. And the funny thing about it, though, is Martin Kemp must be about my age. He must be like late 50s, early 60s. Mm. Um, the, the other woman, she must be in her 20s. And he relates to these people as people. She a little bit kind of in a very sweet way, patronizes them. Mm. She's like, oh, you're so sweet. Mm. But you're really getting to see that they are just the people they always were as musicians. Yeah. It's just now they're very doddery, maybe a bit doddery on their feet or they need a cane, but they're still talented musicians because he's a lot closer to their age. He's a lot more like, oh, I, I'll be them in 20 years kind of thing. But anyway, I really recommend it. It's just lovely, really, really uplifting. That sounds good. Sounds a good one. And good music. You enjoying the music? Oh, they're just playing like oh, one band was playing Red Red Wine. Right. And the drummer can't get the hang of reggae at all. So he's struggling with that. And the other band was, oh, they're playing classic All Right Now by Free. Oh, OK. Yeah. You know that one. The other yeah. band's doing that. So, yeah. Anyway, watch that, everybody. It's good fun. OK. So if you've been feeling... In any way, stuck. I hope this week as this discussion has livened things up for you. And if you haven't been feeling stuck, well, just keep on trucking. And yeah, because it'll come at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we will see you as usual next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. This week we have um, a topic that we hope, oh, I've got to start that again because I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's or something fun. that's even, you know, really different. There is a doorbell's going. Delivery of a big package of collage papers. Mm. We said it was a huge load of vintage papers. It's a box that big. And it was twenty pounds. So What's that exciting. on eBay? Yeah, you have to do an unboxing. Yeah, I don't know what's in there. Sorry about that.